Good morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral as we celebrate the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. You can find today's program on our website, www.stpatrickscathedral, that's all spelled out, .org slash live. I'll also be announcing today's hymns, which can be found in the hymnals in front of you. Today's celebrant is Father Enrique Salvo, rector of our cathedral. Please now rise and sing our entrance hymn, which can be found in the blue St. Michael's hymnal. Hymn number 470, Christ is made the sure foundation. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome everyone to St. Patrick's Cathedral, everyone that is united with us in this Holy Mass at home throughout the world. We welcome the girls from St. Rita's College from Brisbane, Australia that are here. It's always so beautiful here at St. Patrick's to have visitors from all of the world because that's what Jesus created. We're going to baptize a new baby today, and so we're so excited about that. And it's uh, a, a beautiful day. Cardinal Dolan has sent his regards, and, and he is going to his summer missions. And as we begin to celebrate these sacred mysteries, let us first call to mind our sins and ask our Lord to grant us his peace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. 
Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name, for you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side, denounce, let us denounce him. All those who were my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. Perhaps he will be trapped. Then we can prevail and take our vengeance on him. But the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. In their failure, they will be put to utter shame, to lasting, unforgettable confusion. O Lord of hosts, you who test the just, who probe mind and heart, let me witness the vengeance you take on them. For to you I have entrusted my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, in your 
your great love answer me. shame covers my face. I have become an outcast to my brothers and a stranger to my mother's children. Because zeal for your house consumes me and the insult of those who blaspheme you fall upon me. Lord, in your great love, answer me. I pray to you, O Lord, for the time of your favor, O God, in your great kindness, answer me with your constant help. Answer me, O Lord, for bounteous is your kindness. In your great mercy, turn to me. seek God, may your hearts revive, for the Lord hears the poor, and his own who are in bonds he spurs not. Let the heavens and the earth praise him, the sea and whatever moves in this. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, through one man, sin entered the world, and through sin, death. And thus death came to all men, inasmuch as all sinned. For up to the time of the law, sin was in the world, though sin is not accounted when there is no law. But death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin after the pattern of the trespass of Adam, who is the type of the one who was to come. But the gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one the many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
of truth will testify to me, says the Lord, and you also will testify. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops, and do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus in today's Gospel reminds us that we are worth everything to our Heavenly Father. Jesus that came to bring us the love of the Heavenly Father reminds us that the Heavenly Father knows everything there is to know about ourselves much more than we could ever know about ourselves. Our wounds, our joys, our fears, our, our blessings, everything that has happened, everything that will happen, and unconditionally, he loves us. And he wants to forgive us. He wants to heal our wounds. He wants to know that we are beloved. And therefore, this month, which is the month of June, as Cardinal Dolan was saying last week, the month in which we celebrate the Sacred Heart of Jesus, it's important to know why that feast and that whole veneration that we have throughout the church for so many centuries happened in the first place. First of all, it was Jesus' idea because what happened was that in the 17th century, when I studied this in church history, I think most of us were like, wow, this is too bad that this happened. In the 17th century, it was in, this was in France, it was a time in which there was the, 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 the way of thinking for people was to be very elitist, especially for the upper classes. That would have been the century that they would have had the, built the things like 
the Versailles palaces and everyone's trying to outdo one another in who has more luxury and privilege and power. And it was a time to basically try to always be be look better than everyone else. And unfortunately, that same frame of mind crept in into the faith. And there was this uh, noble retreat house where the aristocracy of France would go to for their retreats in a very in a Catholic country. And in that retreat house where there was a lot of people with a lot of power would come, there was a priest there, his last name was Jansen, and he came out with this book, with this treatise. Of course, it's a, it's a much, I'm summarizing very much here right now. But basically it was, the summary, it would be that he brought the god of fire and brimstone back. He basically tried to say that we shouldn't really listen so much about God as being loving and merciful. We should live our lives filled with fear of God, but not the fear that we just heard in today's gospel, which is a fear that basically is giving all, all of our respect to him and know that he is in charge of everything. It is the fear that would be a dysfunctional relationship, a fear of what would make a dysfunctional father that it's always looking out where, where their sons and daughters mess up and to punish them and to be strict and, and, and to eventually even send them to hell instead uh, and, and, and to live our lives accordingly instead of the gospel, the, the way that Jesus showed us the love of God in the gospel. So unfortunately, because that was called Jansenism, by the way. So um, unfortunately, because of the privilege of that retreat house, and then all the nobility would come into the retreats, then they would go back to their cities and they would talk to their bishops. And then, and then from there, uh, it became uh, to spread and to spread. So therefore, that whole notion of that punishing God that's always looking out for us to, to be bad and, that's, and, and just basically extremely petty as well, came from that. And even though the the church immediately, well, immediately for that century, it would have been like 10 years, but as soon as they could, they, they wrote this the, a, a whole treaty saying that this is heresy, this is not what Jesus taught us, this is not what is revealed in the gospel, God is love, and this is not it, what you're describing here, and, but, but, but it was too late. Then Jesus himself appears to St. Saint Saint Margaret Mary Aliquoque, a nun in France, and tells her, I am pouring love over you. My heart is literally on fire, burning with love for each and every one of you. He even says, it even hurts me because I have so much love to give and so much of it is rejected. And it's, and it's basically, which is one of the biggest sufferings, is, uh, is rejected love. And Jesus tells her to start this devotion that basically is a reminder that his heart is a heart of pure love, not a heart of judgmentality, a heart where he's trying to, uh, the fire and brimstone way of thinking. Unfortunately, though, it, 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 it spread, and more people believe that, and then, of course, it started to spread to other regions throughout Europe. It started to spread through different generations. Don't forget that a, a priest, a religious sister, anyone in the church was one time taught what they were taught and then they bring it to the pulpit in, in many ways. And if, if one grows up thinking that this is the way God is because that's how you've been taught, then you're going to continue to propagate that. And so this heresy of Jansenism goes into, comes into the world, although it's what the opposite of what Jesus reveals to us, which is what we want to believe. And throughout the centuries, because this has taken centuries, he's always reminding us how much he loves us. He has used many of the saints. For example, St. Therese of Lisieux, who also a nun in France that lived a few centuries later, she was a victim of Jansenism. She went 
through a time of scrupulosity where I, I, she, she was always nervous, thinking that even the smallest thing was going to be a huge offense before God and that God was going to reject her. And then, but of course, God taught her differently. And because of that, she had the inspiration by the Holy Spirit to write the diary, in her, her diary in which she teaches the little way of trusting God as a young a son or daughter trusts their loving parents. And that is the way that we must relate with God. Then, decades later, God, Jesus Christ, appears one more time in the same, with basically the same message to St. Faustina, in, in Poland, where we have the Divine Mercy image, which we actually have here in the altar here uh, uh, in the cathedral, which is the same message, to trust his love, that, his, that the love of God is pouring through his heart unto the world. And the only thing he's asking us to do is to trust in that, to trust that he loves everything about us, even the last hair in our head, he knows, and he loves us the way that he created us. And we just have to cooperate to truly become his true followers and true sons and daughters with his love and not stray away. Because that is how it happens, and that's why this message of, of, of Jesus is the most important thing there is. Because his commandments, remember, are to love God with all of our heart and strength and mind and everything that we have, and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. But the only way that that can truly happen, the only way that the love that he is inviting us to do, which is a love that is heroic, could happen is if we are first filled with his love. When we are open and trusting in Jesus' love, and we tell him, yes, I want your love. Yes, Heavenly Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit, which is his love. Fill me with that love. Fill my mind, my heart, my life with that love. And then once we get filled with that love, then we can truly love him back in the way that we're invited to do. And then we can truly love our neighbors and love even ourselves in the way that is healthy, in the way that we are meant to love ourselves, in a way that we acknowledge that we are all beautiful sons and daughters of God that he created out of his genius. And so that is the way that we are invited to live our lives as disciples of Jesus Christ. It is the way that we were are lived to life, went to live our lives in a natural way. We were created for that. When, when God created our soul, he, he, he made a space for him and his love. And, and we, we need that to really keep on going in the way that he wants us to, out of his love, in which we go through the blessings and the problems of life, always knowing how loved we are and spreading that love. Because in the end, it's the only important currency of heaven. It's the only thing that we can leave behind here on earth and take with us to heaven. That's the only thing. Even the other virtues like faith and hope, we won't need faith in heaven anymore if we're seeing God face to face. We're not gonna need hope anymore because we have everything that we ever could have even, not even imagined that we have in heaven. The only thing that we have in heaven that starts here on earth is love. And it's the love of the sacred heart of Jesus. And, and, the, and it's not only what's beautiful about it, it's that it's not only something that we take our, us to, into heaven when we die, we leave it behind in the hearts of everyone that we loved. And that love remains here on earth. My grandmother uh, died last week and peacefully in almost 97 in her sleep. It's still always sad because we love them. And it's not like everyone thinks, oh, well, they're older. Well, yes, and they had a long life, but it's still always sad. And, but, but again, very grateful. And we prayed to St. Joseph for a happy death because she, and, and she, 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 uh, she died in her sleep very peacefully. But she loved always her family and she loved children. And I was always so happy to see her that she, she was able to see so many grandchildren, great-grandchildren. So I, it always moved me because I, I love thinking about this. And I think, and this goes for all of us. My grandmother, who was born in the 1920s, was very, she was, she was like her grandfather's like little apple of, her, of his eye. And she was very close to his, her grandfather and all of her family, but they had this very special connection. Her grandfather would have been born like around 1850. 
and she was loved by him. She was filled in her heart by his love. She, she, she knew what it was to be cared for and nurtured and loved. And then now take it to 2020s and now my little nieces that would be her great granddaughters that are one year old and two year old, she loved them so much. So think about this, every time I would see them embrace and her loving them so much and everything, she was, it's basically the love that she received from her grandfather from 1850 and now someone is loved in 2023 with that love because that love never goes away. It goes, it, it goes from generation to generation to generation. Surely her grandfather was loved as well. And here we go because it is something that is not destroyed. It is something that we keep on giving and it's something that stays. And then we take it to heaven where, where it is the kingdom of love, God that is love. But then it stays here on earth for generations and generations and generations. The church itself is like that. The church 2,000 years ago, these uh, the apostles, the disciples in the early church had to love Jesus so much and had to love the church so much that they were willing to give their lives for that. And they gave that love. And, 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 they, and, and then the first priest came with the apostles and then so on and so on. And so the Eucharist is here. And, 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 that, and the message of, of love of the gospel is here from generation to generation to generation because it cannot be destroyed. It cannot, it, and, 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 and with death, it's, it's, it's actually the most beautiful thing because we take it with us and when our loved ones have died, not only is it that we just remain with their love that they gave us, but also that love relationship, whether we can't see them right now because they're in heaven and we're here, is always there. The love relationship is always there. Therefore, how can we not live our lives wanting the love that the sacred heart of Jesus is telling us that he is on fire yearning to give us? All we have to say is, yes, I believe Jesus. I, if, if we believe in the gospel, we have to believe. We don't even, someone might not even necessarily have to believe in, in private revelations like his apparitions at, in the sacred heart to St. Margaret Mary or, or St. Faustina and so on. But just read the gospel. The gospel is a letter of love. Jesus Christ on the crucifix is a letter of love. His whole life is a life that came into this world to bring the love of the Heavenly Father. And so let us bask in that love, but it's not only that we want it because it's going to make us happy and feel good, it's because it's a responsibility that we have, because only then are we truly going to be able to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves with that heart of Jesus Christ that he wants to give each and every one of us. God bless you. And now let us profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. God is with us. Therefore, we can rely on the Lord to satisfy our needs and the needs of our world. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, 
for our shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, for all bishops, priests, deacons, religious, and those who guide us in faith, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For peace among nations and for those suffering the effects of war, especially in Ukraine, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our That farmers and all who depend on a good harvest may be blessed with good weather and bountiful growing season this summer, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. And for all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, we pray to the Lord. Heavenly God, even the tiniest hairs on our heads do not escape your care. Teach us to care for our neighbor as you care for us and grant the needs of sinners and saints alike. Through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Please join in singing our offertory hymn, which can also be found in the blue St. Michael's hymnal and the hymn in the pews in front of you. All things bright and beautiful, hymn number 420. Pray, brothers and sisters, that this my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. Receive, O Lord, the sacrifice of conciliation and praise, and grant that cleansed by its action, we may make offering of a heart pleasing to you through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him, the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim. indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, St. Patrick, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, 
Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say. Our Father, in Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit, let us offer each other a sign of Christ's peace. 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 Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Please join in singing our communion hymn, which can be found on page 622 in the blue St. Michael's hymnal. Lord of all hopeness, hopefulness. Our second communion hymn can also be found in the blue St. Michael's hymnal. It's hymn number 535, God is my great desire.
Let us pray. Renewed and nourished by the sacred body and pre precious blood of your Son, we ask of your mercy, O Lord, that what we celebrate with constant devotion may be our sure pledge of redemption through Christ our Lord. Amen. We have with us today here at the cathedral the Little Sisters of the Poor and they're an order of religious sisters that devote themselves to care for the elderly. And they have a, a home in the Bronx in which many, many people have been cared for with, with Christ's love uh, when they're elderly and sometimes when they have no one else to take care of them. So they're asking for donations to continue their, what, what they're doing and, 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 and these homes. And so they'll be at the doors, you'll see them with the white habits and they also have envelopes, or you can even make a donation online at littlesistersofthepoorbronx.org. And they thank you for your generosity and they assure our prayers. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our Mass is ended. Let us go in peace. Please join in singing our recessional hymn, which is also in the blue St. Michael's hymnal. Hymn number 731, Rejoice the Lord is King. Rejoice the Lord. 